Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Heidi Sarna is joining us. Uh, she is a travel writer, and Heidi is uh, looked at a lot of uh, travel topics uh, over the months, and, and one of them that she has talked about are quirky cruises around Southeast Asia. Heidi, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thank you. Good morning. Great to have you with us today. And Heidi, when we talk about, you know, we think about the big major cruises, the carnivals and the whatever cruises, but you're, you're investigating uh, cruises that are a little bit off the beaten track. A lot of people assume that cruises are the big thousand passenger ships, but there's a lot of small, quirky cruises that accommodate just 10, 20, 30 people, and they're yeah. much more intimate. They can go into the nooks and crannies of areas that, of course, the big ships couldn't get into. So I focus on that in my writing, and I've been on dozens and dozens of small ship cruises, river cruises mm. in Southeast Asia, sailing ships. You know, when you're when we're talking about these smaller cruises, we're talking about what, maybe less than 100 people or less than 50 people, something like that? Yeah, less than 100. I focus on less than 300, but the Southeast Asia small ship cruises would be more about 50 passengers. Yeah, yeah. Run us down some of the big ones that or not the big ones, but the best <laughs> ones that you uh, think are really worth looking into. In Southeast Asia, there would be the Mekong River has some great week-long river cruises. Uh, the Irrawaddy in, in Myanmar mm. is something I've done. That's Being on a boat is an easy way to travel. You unpack once, your stuff is there. You tour during the day, but then you come back and you watch life along the river while you're having your drink and watching the sunset. So it's sort of a relaxing way to travel to some places that can be a bit stressful at times, parts of of Asia. Yeah, so besides river cruises, I'd say sailing ships in the Indonesian islands can be really amazing. Um, Going to Raja Ampat area, going to Komodo, where the snorkeling Mm. and diving is really some of the best in the world. Yeah, I had I had some friends who did one of the it wasn't a wind jammer but it was a that kind of a cruise throughout Indonesia throughout those islands and it was just I mean the pictures were just amazing. Yeah, I have to say I didn't realize until a few years ago that it it ranks in the top 5 in the world those the, the islands the snorkeling the diving and some of the boats are the traditional Venetian boats. Hmm. Built in, in Indonesia with you know really curved uh, profile and they're really beautiful. You have to have your sea legs to to cruise there because there's some chop sometimes. But mm. it's really a beautiful, a beautiful way to travel, and um, you can fly in and out of Bali and do the Komodo National Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows about the dragons, not everybody the Komodo dragons. But there's also the the coral reef. It's yeah. a UNESCO heritage site or marine site. Mm. Yeah, and there's some lines. Star Clippers is a sailing line that goes there. Um, sea Trek Bali is another good line that. Yeah. That has uh, cruises there. You know, uh, my family and I did uh, the Halong Bay cruise mm-hmm. a, a number of years ago, and we have to say it was it was fairly disappointing. Yeah, you know, we the all the brochures and all the whatever hype online was what a charming, nice little boat, and and oh, you're going to go off and see this beautiful scenery. And the reality was the boat was pretty shabby, mm-hmm. even though it was technically supposed to be a quote premium pre, you know right. premium product. And then once we got to Halong Bay, there were like nine thousand other boats doing the same right. thing. And so, and they're all going the same exact places. Right. No, that is crowded. It was dirty. The water was dirty. I mean, I I was sad because the scenery itself is quite beautiful. Right. No, I hear you. That that's very disappointing, and that that is happening with the small boats. And a lot of the websites and tour operators fib and say, you know, five star, and it's not. Yeah. I mean, I went to Halong Bay with a company called Pandaw. 
you know, which I would recommend, P-A-D-A-W. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're a quality operation and they avoid the crowds that you encountered on your one or two nighter. Yeah. So it, it depends who you go with. You know, the, the right operator w- could avoid that situation. Is that right? Are there are places they could go if they yeah, wanted the, to? Yeah, they would avoid the, the tourist areas. And like you said, yeah, it's that's not fun. And yeah. um, so if you read my website, quirkycruise.com, I mm. sort of – recommend the legitimate lines, the quality travel experiences. Yeah, that's useful because, you know, you, you know, by the time you're on the boat, it's too late. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's, I feel for you. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at traveling around, that the impression is, is that, uh-oh, small private boat or, or less, fewer people, it's going to be super, super expensive. Is it a premium, a premium cost that, you know, we're going to have to pay if we take these cruises? Is there any way to do it without spending an arm and a leg? That's a good question. Yeah, in general, they would be more than a Carnival or Royal Caribbean um, star, more, mm. but n- not as much as you think. There is the really high end, but there's also the middle of the small ship market. And so for a week, you, you would spend probably 2000 about $2,000 a week. You could mm. do it per person, but that includes your the accommodation, meals, and excursions often. So. Yeah. You know, that's fairly affordable. But, yeah, you're not going to get, like, 499 like you see on a big <laughs> ship because, it's you know, it's a different experience, and you're getting more for the money. Sure. Talking with Heidi Sarna, who is a travel writer and heads up quirkycruises.com. And we're talking about uh, not the big, the big boys but the small kind of more uh, customized cruise experiences and traveling around not only um, – Indonesia, but uh, is there is there anything happening in, in like the Riau Islands? Can we cruise around there at all? Just near near here. I, the the near thing Singapore? is, you, you, if you're interested in the smaller ships that I'm talking about, you, there is there aren't really any from Singapore. So you got to go to maybe Bali and go from there. There's some that leave from Phuket round trip okay. to go on the Andaman Islands. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah those are gorgeous. Yeah. Then, as you said, you, there's some that are round trip from Bali, and otherwise it's the rivers. But not really from Singapore, not really off the coast of Malaysia. I mean, sometimes Langkawi on the West Coast is included in a few. Right, right. And then the experience, is it – are you generally sharing it with other people or do you rent out the whole thing yourself or or what do you – what's the basic way to do that? Right. I mean, it's a good question. The smaller ones say that vessels that carry 10 to 20 people are sometimes chartered by families or groups. So then it would be your group. But mostly it would be independent travelers. All joining, you know, other strangers. Yeah. <laughs> but so you have to be someone who's social, I'd say, on a small ship because you're in closer quarters with with people. Yeah. You know, you can't hide as much as as you can on a big ship where sure. there's so many spaces. And it's a week. Typically, they're a week long or yeah, more than that. Yeah, a, a week. Yeah. Sometimes there there's longer ones, but the vast majority would be seven nights. You're not going to get shorter than that for the most part. How about safety? You know, this is you know not, not only obviously you've got the the weather issues to mm. think about, piracy, you know, things right. like that. In this part of the world, pirates are like a real thing. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, how do how do we ensure that we're going to have peace of mind when we go on a cruise like this and and be safe? Well, that's a good question. Again, I would. Just make sure you're you're going with a quality operator and do your research. I mean, in Indonesia, I wouldn't just hook up with a company that you don't know much about that you found online. Again, I mentioned some of them in my website based on personal experience that I've, I've traveled on. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I just you have to do your homework. I think for for the most part, you just don't want to sign up with a company that wasn't referred to you yeah. from a legit legitimate source. And besides quirkycruises.com, uh, you want to look at maybe some other online uh, sites, uh, TripAdvisor type sites for, yeah, can for hurt. Yeah. You know, I mean, recommendations? Sure. 
I read TripAdvisor probably like most people, but I take it with a grain of salt, too, because sometimes you wonder if people have been incentivized to put their comments on there. But, I mean, I write for other publications like um, CNBC.com. I've written for The Straits Times. You know, so I would cross-reference um, my travel ideas with different sources yeah. like that. Yeah. Heidi, is it too late for somebody to get a cruise together for this holiday season, do you think? If they're listening, they're like, oh, you know, I haven't made any plans, mm, but that sounds interesting. No. I mean, is it possible they could yeah, still get sure, on? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, cruise lines, the small and the big ones, especially the big ones, but they, they'll discount quite dramatically when, there's, when there are cabins left just a few weeks before. So you might have a favorite travel agent or the small lines sell direct mostly. You can just go on their websites and see, you know, the slash mark and, and the yeah. price could be 50% lower. If you're able to get there, obviously airfare can be an issue. Uh-huh. Right. Right. So that, that sort of stops people. So there sometimes. is hope for those of us who haven't planned anything <laughs> sure. yet. Oops. <laughs> Talking about myself. Okay. So uh, let's recap. Some of the more interesting places are maybe give me five that you, that you think are worth investigating. Another one I haven't mentioned would be Japan. There are a few small ship lines hmm. that do partial or full circumnavigations of Japan. So you can imagine that would be an awesome itinerary. Wow. Um, there's a Probably friend- summertime though, right? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. time of year, not so good. But yeah. still, a lot of people don't realize that the small ones do, and they can really go into some places that the, the big ships would just do an overview. Hmm. So anyway, I would say Raja Ampat, hmm. Komodo Island National Park, Japan, the Irrawaddy River uh, in, in Myanmar. In Myanmar. Mm-hmm. And I did a Red River cruise from Hanoi, which was really interesting. Hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of Halong Bay for a few nights, as I mentioned, but then you're going into the small river system related to the Red River f- from Hanoi. And it's just really fascinating to... Nice. See the small, and then the Andaman Islands, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. The the Andaman Islands off, yeah, off, off from Phuket, cruising around the beautiful rocky, you know, islands and beaches. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Heidi Sarna, travel writer and the person behind QuirkyCruises dot com. Thanks so much for being on Weekend Mornings with us. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm eighty nine three dot sg, or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.